Today on the GYST podcast, we discuss a quote from Aristotle: "You are what you repeatedly do. Excellence is not a singular act, but a habit." And that is today on our podcast episode. Hello, everyone! Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST Podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. Wow, Jansen, that's a little harmony in there. Just a little. Man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've got a fantastic episode for you. I am one of your hosts, Rohit Rahila, and with me, as always, is... Glenn Rux here. Scott Chang. And Jansen. So today, uh, we are actually going to hand the microphone off to Jansen to introduce today's topic. Uh, Jansen, there you go, buddy. Yeah, so I came across a quote that Aristotle said. He said that you are what you repeatedly do, and excellence is not a singular act, but a habit. To me, that means if you only do something once, you're not really an expert at it. You just have to keep doing it, make it a muscle memory, something that you can just do Um you don't have to think about it's like a habit that you can do right this it becomes a habit where you just automatically do it so you don't have to think you just something comes up that's your automatic response is excellence so yeah and glenn i kind of want to pick your brain a little bit on this because in past episodes we've talked about programs and if you are new to the gyst podcast what a program is it's essentially a behavior that you have learned throughout your life. You've just repeatedly, re, repeatedly have done, and therefore it, it does become a habit. And a perfect example is touching a hot stove. So when you're a child, you touch a hot stove, you burn your hand. Now what happens is as an adult, you see a hot stove, but you don't necessarily say to yourself, wow. Remember that time when I was four and I accidentally touched that and I burnt myself? No, you just automatically know not to touch it. And I think that's what today's episode is about is there are certain things called programs which are developed in childhood. But Jansen, like you mentioned, there are other things that you just develop. And it's those habits on what you repeatedly do that make all the difference in the world. Right, and you want to make it like your knee-jerk reaction, it's already at the top level, right? You don't want to have to build up to it. You don't want to have to think. And you just want it to be 100% all the time. So I think like some people, let's say they, let's say they make a dish. That's an analogy. You make it once, it's good. So you don't practice it anymore, right? They're just like, oh yeah, I can do the same. I can work in the same level next time, but... Can you perform or can you react the same way every time? Not really. So you got to make sure that you're doing the same thing at the same level. But that takes practice. Usually, usually there's something, it's just something that people think it's like overnight success, but it really isn't. Like working out. You want to lose 20 pounds in a week? Maybe. Is that healthy? No. Is that good for you? Probably not. Yeah, that reminds me of a f- quote from Bruce Lee that I really liked. It was, I fear not the man who has practiced a thousand kicks once, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick a thousand times. So that really, like, you know, when I read the quote, I'm like, oh, wow, that kind of resonates. That 
like that to me. Yeah, can you can you hit us with that once again, if you don't mind? So, quote is from Bruce Lee, I fear not the man who has practiced a thousand kicks once, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick a thousand times. So you shouldn't be a jack of all trades, just be an expert on one thing. Mm, you know, the, that full quote, everyone always forgets that full quote. The Bruce Lee one? No, the, the jack of all trades. Yeah. A jack of all trades is a master of none. They always stop there. Mm. That's but a master of many is still a better than a master of one. That's true. I I think of it as like a restaurant. Would you go to a restaurant like Cheesecake Factory where they serve everything, thousands of things on a menu? Or if you're craving that one thing, you just go to that specific restaurant, right? Like when you want fancy Mexican food, you go to Taco Bell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the only place that serve, uh, what is it, Baja Blast? Baja Blast. Baja Blast. Baja Blast yeah. freezes. Yeah. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do that. Okay, right, that's, right. that's excellent. Oh, right there. I can I'll tell what that. we're doing after recording today. We're getting glenning around. <laughs> nope. And this is one of those things I admire the Japanese culture. They, for generations, right, they'll do, their family would just do one thing. Make tofu for hundreds of years. My their dad did it. Their grandfather did it. Their great grandfather did it, and that's all they do. And they're good at it. They're known for that. So people will go to them for that specific thing. I mean, other than that, you go to the grocery store. But that's what I like about them. It's the same thing here. If you if you know, like I know you, Rohit, that is really good at doing um, personal development stuff. If I needed advice, who am I going to go to? That's you. So I think. That goes for a lot of things. Like, let's say if somebody's really good at listening, you go to them. You're not going to go to somebody that gets distracted or look at their phone all the time when you talk to them, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, and what's important about that is you want to also take advice from people who practice it. Uh, We did an episode a long time ago called Shelf Help, and it was all about people who, who have a library at their house. They have these amazing books by... Carnegie and Robbins and Tracy and and whatnot. And you can read the stuff, but if you don't implement it, it doesn't mean anything. That reminds me of a quote by Robert Dean who says, awareness without action is just awareness. So if I want to get financial advice, I'm going to go to someone who knows about investing and invests their own money rather than someone who just knows how to invest but isn't doing it. Right. So another thing is that if you see somebody and being an expert on something, right, usually people are like, yeah, I'm going to get in on that. But do you know how long it takes for somebody to be an expert on something? Most people, I think they overlook that. They just think, oh, yeah, that looks easy. That's how you do it. Like, for, for example... I I see I watch this video of people wrapping cars. It looks easy. They just lay the thing under and squeegee it. And then on the bottom I read the comments. A lot of people are saying that, yeah, I've tried that myself and failed multiple times. So it's it looks easy, but it's something that you need practice on and you shouldn't, you know, be so easy to think about like, oh yeah, I can do that. But can you do it? And on that level without like effort looks effortlessly and then do it on that level. Right. Oh, I think, I think another view on this is, you know, a a lot of people can try to 
be expert, right? They, they can look at someone and say, man, that guy's really an expert at kicking once. You know, that one kick that <laughs> Bruce Lee, you know, talks about, right? Real expert on that one kick. But that person is probably not going to say, I'm an expert at this one kick. I've just practiced it a lot. They're never going to say I'm an expert. Others will say that person is, an ex- that person is an expert. And the person that says they're an expert, probably not. Yeah, that means they need they, they have the mindset to be, huh, I need to actually even get better than what I am at right. now. And that's why people think it looks easy because their mindset is already thinking, hmm, I'm at this level, but I still need to keep practicing. Exactly. Yeah. I like to break down, like, you know, there's two ways looking at it. There's the physical and the mental about it. Like physically, you know, like, you know, farming, perfect example of it. You can tell a person's physically, you know, an expert at it by just looking at how they work. One big tell is look at their hands. If their hands are torn up, rough, you know they do it. Um, you know, they're going to be in pain. They're going to be sore all the time. It's exhaustion. Um, the, harder, the harder one to tell is the mental. Like if you're doing something, if you're an expert at something that's not physical, it's harder to, it's harder to read them. Um, you have to look for certain cues in their language, their, just the way they work. It's, you know, they tend to be more like time efficient. They focus a little bit more. And usually some of the hardest workers I know like that are pretty quiet. You know, they don't need to speak unless they need to convey a point. I think the reason that they're faster as well is that once you've done a certain thing for so long, you have no wasted motion. You don't think and like turn around and do this. You're doing one, one fell swoop. Like I think that's pretty much how you are at work. Yeah. You're not going to walk to another side to get something because everything is in your reach. You know where to go. You're not going to have to reach over something to get it. So you save time, which means in turn it looks easy for you, like from a third person perspective. But just because you know what you're doing, you have everything mapped out. That's yeah, why yeah. it looks easy. It's efficiency. It really is. Mm. So another thing I think it's, should you, let, let's say you want to be good at something, right? Should we, like this is, this is for everyone. This is a question for everybody. Do you look for advice that you, let's say, do you want to look for a tutorial or do you want to explore it yourself first to learn? Depends on what I'm doing. Uh, some things I want to make sure I do right the first time or at least get a good start on it. So I'll look for a tutorial that might help me get started. Other times, you know, like if I'm, uh, I don't know, if I'm trying to build something that doesn't really have a plan and they they may be have tutorials online, but there there really is no plan and I, I want to do things my own way, I'll, I'll jump in there and just try it my, my, myself once. Like uh, my first cheesecake when I cooked that. <laughs> Nice. That was a mess, but I learned what not to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like you know, okay, I'm maybe I shouldn't have used a you know a whole bottle of vanilla. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that thing was strong. Let me tell you, from a mile away. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think it's flexible in the sense that let's say cooking. Hey, well, if I mess up, then that's okay. I might be still delicious. Maybe on something. <laughs> no, it wasn't. no, no, that was so bad. <laughs> oh my god. No, it was bad. There yeah. was there was no deliciousness to it. Oh no! See, I feel like when it comes to like leisure things or hobbies, it's always great just to jump in head first and you know explore it. Um, I mean, I feel like if you if you look at it, get advice beforehand, you're kind of cheating yourself of the journey. And like for me, that's half the fun is the journey getting there, as opposed to being told what to do every single step of the way. Right. That that sparks a little question I have that I ask myself. 
I didn't really listen to my parents when I was a kid, or sometimes I still don't. But in that sense, is it better to listen to them first or figure it out yourself first? I usually just go the route where I don't figure it out. I don't want to listen. Well, I think the most powerful lessons are things you learn for yourself. That sticking your hand on the stove and burning yourself. You're never going to do it again, especially if you burn off your fingerprints, right? Fun <laughs> fact. Fun fact. My, this is a story that my mom tells me. My grandmother used to say, why do you let him touch the teapot? Like when we're having dim sum or something. Why do you let him just touch the teapot? It's hot. And my mom was like, yeah, if he touches it, it burns his hand. He's not going to touch it again. And that kind of resonated to me like to this day. Like, oh, if I mess up once, given that I don't like chop my arm off to a certain extent, I'll learn, then I won't do it again. I actually kind of agree with that. I mean, I guess my grandma didn't. So I was like the baby in the family. But I mean, there's some, there's something to think about with that one. Because when you, when you do something on your own, I, I think if you go in with a mentality of, I'm just going in this for fun, then learn on your own because making the mistakes is going to be part of the fun. But if you want to take something seriously, you can't overstudy because if you overstudy, you'll have analysis paralysis. Learn enough to try it yourself. And I think what you were talking about is your, your grandma, let's just say it's, it's only you and your grandma, right? She would tell you, Okay, baby Jansen, don't touch this pot. It's going to it's going to burn you and it's going to hurt, you, right? Yeah. And you might still do it. And it's not because you weren't listening to her. It's because you didn't understand the consequences. But by your mom telling you like, "Okay, touch it." I, not I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, now you know that there's a consequence. You you touched it. You hurt yourself. You burned yourself. You created a program instead of something that you just have to consciously remember all the time. With your grandma, you would have to consciously remember, oh yeah, she said don't touch that. Oh yeah, she said don't touch that. You have to think about it. It's not a part of your subconscious yet. right? But if you do touch it and you do burn yourself, now all of a sudden it's a program. It's that automatic that you were talking about. You remember the pain forever. <laughs> Maybe a scarf somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> mm. yeah. the The same thing I think is also true at work. Uh, I was recently having a conversation with a coworker, specifically about this, about being a jack of all trades, master of none, as as Glenn had talked about a little bit earlier, or someone had. When if you are what you repeatedly do, you need to look for the good habits that you have and repeatedly do those so they become a part of your sense of self. But do we truly take the time to take a look at what are the bad habits? Because they're still happening. The bad things that you repeatedly do, if you don't consciously sit down to iron that out, it just becomes a part of who you are. You don't think about it. You don't understand the consequence behind it. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that we talk about that theoretically sound good. 
you know, you, you talk about this. You are what you repeatedly do. Everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, that's a great quote. Well, yeah, don't just say the words are good. What's the meaning behind it? And then what are you doing with that information? Is it just information? In which case, then, yeah, you're good. I mean, I know people on Instagram who I've known my whole life, and they're posting all these things about positivity, stay positive, uh, hustle, do everything you can to grow. I bet you they have some of the most most negative negative moments right Right? there. I'm just like, I know you. You're not doing any of this stuff. What are you talking about? Maybe sometimes those are like a low motivation poster for themselves to remind themselves that they need to do this. Yeah, but if they're posting every other day, every other day is it really working? Not working? To me, those people are like the, the, the influencers that go out there and do something on camera for the homeless or for people yeah. that need charity, right? They're filming it not to actually show, hey, people, we can do this. No, it's they're trying to buff themselves no, up it's, saying, it's, it's I'm, I'm doing all this. You should give me praise for this. No, it, yeah, it's all them. Some people can argue that at least they're doing something. Well, see, and and I think I would argue also because you're you're right. There are people who are doing it for right. likes, but I think it can also be inspiring to others. It could be, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, there there are times when I'm just watching a random video of this guy being like, "Oh, look, there's there's a homeless guy. Let, let's go talk to him," and it's a heartbreaking story, and the guy ends up helping him. You know, stuff like that. It, it gets you emotional. <clears throat> there was a. Uh, a video that I saw recently where this guy was going up to people coming out of the supermarket saying, I'm, I'm hungry. Can I have some of your food? And there was one lady in particular. I think her name was Karen. No, just, just kidding. <laughs> she have Where's a short the, uh, hairstyle? Oops. Um, yeah. So, so he went up to this girl and said, or this lady and said, I'm, I'm hungry. Can I, can I please have some of your food? And she's like, no, like, you know, go work, you know, go do all this other stuff. And he's like, okay. And the lady was still there. Another guy was coming out and he goes up to the guy and says, uh, I'm really hungry. Can I have some food? And the guy was like, sure. Yeah. Let me, let me pack you a bag, you know, and, and took out one of his bags and put some food in it and stuff like that. And the guy was like, you know what? Like you did me a solid, here's like a thousand dollars or something like that. And then the lady comes back around. She's like, oh, I want $1,000 too. Do you want some of my food? <laughs> too late, bro. You know, but, but it's interesting because you're absolutely right. There are videos of people who do it for clout, but there's also a sense of inspiration and an emotional connection. I think what they're doing is humanizing those less fortunate. I, I think back to MJ's song, Man in the Mirror. You know, and I think about that every single time I'm at an intersection and I see someone holding a sign and then he says, who am I to be blind pretending not to see? And it's like, man, like that just hits you. It's a deep cut. Right. But it's, it's just like a quote. You, you can sing the song all you want, but if you don't really listen, you miss out. I don't. Yeah. Those IG posts stories. Like hopefully somebody gets it and like at least if they don't actively do the acts, I think at the least it changes the mind of people and to say that, oh, homeless people aren't all like crazy and dangerous. There there's a reason behind why they're homeless. So don't like, you know, just yell at them for no reason or, you know, kick them out or something. Try to ask them if they need something. I mean, when I was in when I was working at a Starbucks 
there are homeless people in at the pack highway, of course, because some of them we can't have them panhandle in front of the store. But I have to ask them to leave. But during that, like, hey, do you need some water, food? I, I'm not supposed to, but I mean, we donate food every day. So hey, I mean, I'll buy you something if you need. You're like, oh no, I just need some water. Let's give him some water. It's just like I, I don't know what else I can do besides that because one. The company can't allow this to happen, but I also don't want to just kick him out without. I don't know, give him water. Just yeah, that's you want to treat him cost me anything. as a human. Yeah, that's a thing. as a person, yeah. just ask him, "Hey, do you need something?" And sometimes they they don't really need you for anything from you. Just they just want to talk to you. Yeah, those those are kind of things that I think where if your mindset, it's where is that like you 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 see people like that. Then you automatically react a certain way, so you don't have to think about it. So, how easy is it to develop a good habit if if you are what you repeatedly do? You know the the Bruce Lee story. How do you kick a single kick a thousand times? Discipline. How do you identify what is it that you know a, a good habit that you want to create? Well, I feel like. With good habits and bad habits, a lot of the times, you know, for me, I have a hard time seeing my ha- bad habits. I would need an extra pair of eyes. And at that point, it's, you know, a lot of people find it hard to take criticism. And I would need some close friends to point things out to me. I'm like, hey, okay, this is what you're doing wrong. This is maybe you want to drop that habit. I mean, that, that's a huge first step for me if I, f- I felt like, or I feel like. Um, but, you know, the good habits after that, it's, it would be easier to see them. I think you have to look for the reasons of why you're doing certain things. Like, hey, it, I want this good habit. Why am I doing it? Or, oh, I noticed I have a bad habit. Why am I having this bad habit? And there you can tackle, how do I get better or eliminate some of the bad habits? You have to, I, I mean, for a person that it's clarity on the, this training, I need to know the whys before I do anything. So that's probably where I'll start. One thing I might also point out is let's let's look at this from the opposite view. I mean, we're we're looking at it internally, right? Yeah. Hmm. The the quote, you are what you repeatedly do, that can also be how people view you, right? Your actions, right? Your actions speak louder than your words. So if you're always abusing someone, people are you know, people are gonna say that he's an abuser. If you're always wick, uh, licking on a window, oh, he's a window, <laughs> he's a window licker. <laughs> if you're always eating glue or paste in school, they're going to call you the kids. What do you call him? Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ralph. Yeah. You know, that's a guy that eats glue. You know, so you are what you do. People will recognize you for what you do more than what you say. I mean, you could say the most profound shit out there. Those Instagram posts, right? Mm-hmm. But... The people that Rohit know, he's he's going to call him out on that bullshit. He's going to go, Wait, you don't do that. You talk about it, but you don't do it. You don't apply it. So again, he knows them by what they do rather than what they say. Your actions are more powerful than your words. Always. I wish Patrick was on this episode because, um, you know, we, we talked about how do you know if you have a bad habit? Right. It's not like I woke up one day and be like, you know what? I want to have a bad habit. What am I going to do? You know, let's pick up some cocaine. You, you do something, 
you don't think it's that big of a deal and it's it's the interpretation that the other person has the example that i want to talk about is uh patrick's wife amy works at fred meyer and i realized that whenever i see her i always talk to her about fred meyer it's it's a place that i shop a lot but it's where she works she lives there all day long she doesn't want to talk about it at, at the end of the day but i realized i was always bringing it up and I, I saw one time when I brought it up and, and she was very polite. She didn't roll her eyes or anything like that, but, but I, I could sense that, okay, that what am I doing here? The dread, you know, in her voice. and, um, so the, the question then becomes is how long before you change perception for someone? So if she saw me, I'm just thinking she was like, oh, great. Like he's going to talk to me about where I work again, you know, whatever. And Scott, if you've noticed, I don't talk to you about Pike anymore like I used to. Because oh. before, I, I would ask you all the time, like, what's this like? What's that like? Because it's an experience that I don't have. Well, for the record, I love it. So if you talk to me about Pike, I will, <laughs> yeah, I will give you all the dirty secrets, all the gossip, everything you need. Right. But, but for, for Amy in this example, how long before she realizes, like, I'm not that person anymore? And, and we all have stuff like that. Like, the, the person who... You know, if, if you go to the gym, say say you've got two people on your Instagram. One's always talking about going to the gym and the other's always talking about personal development. The gym guy's not going to the gym and the personal development guy's not doing anything about it, right? And in the back of your mind, you're like, oh man, they're all talk. The gym guy can go to the gym once or twice and now all of a sudden it's like, okay, yeah, he believes it now. He's, he's doing it. The personal development guy, because like you said, there's nothing physical to showcase how long before the perception changes. And you're like, he practices what he preaches. You don't have the gains in the gym. The right. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's a, that's a topic that we've talked about mm-hmm. several times on, on the podcast is I can spend a uh, hour. I, I went to a week long seminar cost me $13,000 in San Francisco. I went to it. I came back and people were like, what'd you do? I was like, oh, I went to a personal development seminar. It's 13 grand. They're like, oh, okay. Why'd you spend that much? Why'd you waste it? You know? But if I said, I've been going to the gym every day for a week, people are like, man, that is good. Like that good on you. You know? So how do you, how do you change perception of other people towards you? By acting, by acting differently, I guess. For how long? Forever. Yeah, it it really is. I mean, at that point, depending how they act towards you, is it worth to have them in your life? They're constantly downing you if they're not helping you reach your goals and everything. I mean, I believe you guys talked about this in the older podcast where it's okay to cut people out. I mean, I I hate to do it, but, you know, you're also, you're doing it for you. You're getting a lot out of this. And if they're bashing it, bashing you down, that's not healthy. And so, honestly, in your case, it's all about you acting it, you know, showing everybody. I mean, it doesn't matter to anybody except for yourself at this point. So it comes to the end where you're thinking excellence is not a singular act, but a habit. I think that goes the positive route and then the negative route. So you have to realize that a habit can be formed for a good reason, but it also can be something that you form out of a bad habit where you have to tackle and get rid of it. So think about 
where you are, what you want to be good at, what you want to get rid of in your life. And uh, thank you for listening to your favorite podcast, the GYST Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST Podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together. 